0: Hi everyone, I'm Nomsa.
1: And I'm Portia.
0: Welcome to Assume It Will Be Brilliant,
1: a Shondaland stand Podcast. Hey Momsa.
0: Hey, hi, Portia. How are you today? I'm good. Um, it was one of those weekends where I just did nothing. I,
1: oh my gosh, I, I that's did nothing.
0: Awesome. Well, I did. I helped my mom buy a new TV, it's like top of the range this Uh big tv so it's beautiful and i can't wait to watch great academy (laughs) on (laughs) it that's funny Um, mind you i'm a bit sad that i didn't get to watch the bachelorette on it so i would have loved to have seen the big screen of of the bachelorette but hey but otherwise yeah
1: (laughs) i am not a part of bachelor nation i know you would gonna have to find a different co-host for that okay (laughs) You fill me in from time to time when it overwhelms, and every time I check out what's going on, I confirm that I am right not to be a part <laughs> of fashion. <laughs> Good luck with that. But
0: anyway, I'm reluctantly a part of it. I, it's uh, I'm too deep in into it now.
1: I am very excited to continue our episode on friendship this week. Did you pick up anything new from all your viewings this week? Because I know you've been watching f-
0: Porsche. So I've done. They'd right. say from. Friday midday, sorry work, I was just glued to my screen watching because it was the end of season six and you know that that's that's the hectic shooting, which I don't think I've revisited again since the first time and I thought I'd be fine. It was devastating. To be honest, one of the most shocking things for me, um, watching season six and now into season seven, is how, you know how we joke about Owen and how, like, he's terrible? We do not talk enough about how toxic Owen actually is. (laughs) He is the most toxic (laughs) character. (laughs) I cannot believe. I cannot actually believe that we watched him with Christina stringing Teddy along at the same time and he couldn't pick. Mm-hmm. And then he shammed Christina into a wedding after her trauma of being, of oh. operating on Derek with, with the gun to her head. And he shammed her into a wedding. I actually, I do I
1: don't have, I don't
0: have this fresh. Listen to me. You need to watch (laughs) episode seven. No, season seven, episode one again. And he proposes to her. And his proposal was about like how he's, I don't know, it was, he's not going to leave. And this was just after he couldn't pick between Teddy and Christina. So she'd kind of broken up with him. So now anyway, he's back. He picks her and he proposes. and She's like, thank you. And I was like, "Mm, that's not a yes. This girl's in a traumatic Ooh. state. She said thank you because it gave her something else to hold on to. Because the ground beneath her just yeah. opened up. So yeah. I just ugh yuck. And that's not even the Christina beginning of it. These... has
1: an outsized amount of nuptial trauma. Like I don't even know true why, I don't know what one does when two of their weddings are wrapped up a in. A sham. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when both of your husbands or fiancés tricked you into getting engaged in the first place.
1: Absolutely. And one of their mother-in-laws shaved your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, okay, look, I don't want us to get too sidetracked. Last time, what we did was we spoke about friendship and we talked about all the characters and the style of their friendship, those who are actual friends, friends neutral. And those who are friends but on the low you sort of didn't see it coming you were surprised at where their points of closeness was and this week we are going to get into the friends who are also lovers slash lovers who are also friends and then the friendships that are also that also have um an inbuilt mentorship component to them
0: so i'm actually really glad we're doing the friends and lovers one because this includes owen Yes, so yeah. Ready. So you're
1: gonna get to vent. I was just, I was just about to say that we will, we will catch up. <laughs> you can get all of these pent up uh, feelings out. Uh, okay, so let's. We're gonna start because we're gonna start from like uh, old school. The first two who, uh, I guess, went. Friends loversy-ish, but then we're actually friends still at the end without any mixed feelings, or Izzy and George.
0: Yeah, this the, these ones, I mean, I don't know how you felt about when they hooked up, but I wasn't here for it in the least. I yeah. Yeah. was really happy when it fizzled out and they didn't have any chemistry, because I thought, well, yeah, because you should never have gotten together. Yeah.
1: To me, the obvious mashup was her and Alex, which were an eventuality in the end, because she did have that mothery, caretakery style to all of Alex's trauma points, let's say. Her and George were went straight into like season one to... I don't remember when... You're the one with the recent memory. I don't remember when they started to sort of, like, flip it. But they were straight, like, brother and sister. They were confiding in each other, like, what was going on with their feelings about the other people around them. So it was really odd when they made... Which they do in a lot of TV shows, where they switch up the dynamic before you're ready.
0: I mean, they had a friendship chemistry. You know, those friendships where it was fun and they'd call each other out. It was really great to watch. But then when it came to that romantic chemistry I think it was a little bit forced so yes. I, I'm really glad they cut it out when they did um, and they tre- they really tried they really last. did
1: try I will say that what was nice about their what do they call it a trist is, is momentary that's wrong that's me trying to be like fancy and Shakespearean but not really understanding the meaning of the word I don't know Their little brief romance was remember that scene when she was so tired and she shaved only one leg yes and- <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Out of the whole thing, I'm like, ah, that moment was worth it for me. Because I really laughed. I'll never forget. I laughed so hard.
0: And it was, like, relatable. And we do
1: have good chemistry, the two of them, as friends, though. You know?
0: Great chemistry as friends. And, I mean, I will say the one thing that made me a bit sad was in season five, they were not really in many scenes together. I, I don't know what had happened at that time. Um, I think there was a lot of drama back oh, behind yeah. the scenes, just in to general. I I think
1: the entire establishment was
0: against one Catherine <laughs> Heigl. So just, but, I mean, there were lots yeah. of Izzy scenes. I, I felt like George sort of fell out in that season but that that friendship that they had you weren't seeing a lot of those scenes anymore which was a bit sad for me especially because she was she was sick um and he obviously wanted to be there for her, but it was it was a bit weird but as friends i give them top-notch 10 out of 10.
1: as lovers i give them a solid 3 out of 10. i was gonna say zero but cool yeah. <laughs> Okay, but let's go to my favorite. My favorite lover friends, for obvious reasons. I mean, it's basically my two favorite characters, Mark and Yeah,
0: I I agree with this. This one, they're my favorite friends. I think my best, best friend combination, just watching it back. Other than Meredith and Christina, this is the friendship for me.
1: Yeah, definitely, because they were the least burdened by truly anything. I mean, these two are arguably the most self-possessed characters in the show. Yeah. They don't really debate their own self-worth, you know? They're both yeah. pretty uh confident in themselves. Mark, yeah, he had a couple, like, I don't know how to maintain my ego, but I really want, uh, you know, Little Grey or Lexi. But Callie was always pretty, like, entitled to what she thought she was worth. So I feel like it worked well because the two of them came together fully being, I'm me, you're you, we're amazing. So let's just have this great sex that we have. And have a laugh, but we, you know, we know we don't want
0: to be together. Yeah, I mean, there was that one time speaking about the confidence thing, where Kelly. Remember when Kelly was really down and out, and um, feeling very sorry for herself. Her relationships had ended, and um, then the patient like punched her in the nose, and then so Mark and and he and she was just feeling so down in the dumps, and Mark yeah. said to her that you. You need to hold your head up high. Because she was like, she can't even hold her head up. She's just been so embarrassed in this hospital. And he said to her, no, you, you get to hold your head up high. And I really loved that. They both pushed each other to be the very best versions of themselves. yeah. And also saw it in them. Just like they would yeah. see in each other that you are you are great. Just as yeah. you are. Exactly. Um, I remember the time when Mark told Kelly, listen. This whole thing of going to Africa, yeah, uh, you sound a lot like one of those women who come to me for a breast um, implant and then come yeah. back a couple, like two years later and then change their mind, change their mind because yeah. they did it for someone else, exactly. and this is what this is feeling like. And they would be that honest with each other, even it would even even if it would mean some sort of heartbreak, but in the long run they were always looking out for each other um, and they were always having fun and making fun of each other and just having a good light friendship
1: yeah they were each other's best cheerleaders but in the moment when it counted they also didn't make excuses for each other they would tell they'd be like oh this is actually how it is and what you need to do to get there but they also didn't force it you know which is pretty great because, unlike, like, Izzy was someone who was always trying to force issues for other people. Izzy was always mm-hmm. trying to get Alex and George to do things or feel a certain way before they were ready. But Mark yeah. and Callie would be, like, hey here's what I see, here's where it is. If you want X, you've got to
0: move like this or yeah. consider this, and then leave it at that. Exactly, and I think that's also just a part of the actual characters. They were always yeah. like that. I mean, like we spoke about last week, Callie was that sort of friend with other people and and Mark the same. They would just say, okay, this is what it is. I mean, I remember with Mark and Derek, when Derek was dating Rose, and Mark was like, I don't like this girl, she's not yeah. sleeping with you. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. I just like every day. <laughs> every day, Porsche. <laughs> um and they just I, I I really love I mean, obviously this is a Kelly and Mark Stan podcast. Um yeah, but <laughs> Obviously. obviously. Just for me, I, they, they are the dynamic duo that I really miss on the show and that you never knew you needed. And then when you got it, it was yeah. like, oh, and of course, when they had the baby together, of course, oh, it just made perfect sense that they would have a baby, especially because they both wanted a baby so bad and they both true. wanted even to raise a child together. was something that's spoken about. Remember when Sloan came back and Callie said, I will, you know, raise the, the child of Mark. They always wanted the same things, even if it was just as friends.
1: I know. Actually, I really appreciate this representation of non-marital based heteronormative family making. They were clearly going to be loving parents to this child. They both wanted the same thing as you were just saying. And I really appreciated a depiction of love that wasn't necessarily romantic but was deep. and And devoted.
0: And devoted. Absolutely.
1: That's the one thing I would say. Mark and Kathy were devoted to each other irrespective of how they might have felt about each other in a particular moment or each other's
0: choices. Exactly.
1: They were always going to support what each of them thought was
0: best for themselves. And to push each other to go for that thing. To go for, if if you want to be in a stable relationship yeah. to get married to have kids go for that you know Kelly would push Mark and say go yeah, date the yeah. stable person who wants the same things as you yeah. and if you want to be with someone who really loves you and you love them back Mark would push Kelly for that exactly. um, and they didn't sort of impose mm-hmm. like you were talking about Izzy they weren't imposing their own things yeah. on those people they they were yeah. just for each other in the deepest of ways.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Izzy was I would say she was caring but also judgmental and Mark and Callie were caring without the judgment.
0: Yeah. You know? Exactly. And yeah. not controlling.
1: Exactly. Which brings us to oh my gosh, <laughs> the, the bane of my existence the delight of yours. You okay, fine. Sacrifice. April I, Jackson, Namsa, take it away. <laughs> hate it's gonna hate, hate,
0: hate. No, so look, these are my favorite because this is for me another pair like Mark and Kelly who were best friends, rooting for each other, uh-huh. looking out for each other, but then unlike Mark and Kelly, did have that romantic thing. And Yeah, it, heavy romance, jeez heavy heavy romance and I this is my favorite April and Jackson because they really did learn to do what Callie and Mark had done from the start which was just accept each other for who each other is and they really grew as individuals inside the relationship and then outside and from the beginning of their relationship to the where we've seen it end up there's this Whole journey that each of them have gone through, they end up together in this, you know, unsaid. We don't know if it's necessarily romantic, but we know it's end game. And in the way that it's yeah. end game for each other, being there for each other, and they're right. friends again. They're those best friends again, um, at the very least. Hopefully, yeah, it is know. that. Yeah,
1: you're right. The way they've closed it off is options. We don't exactly, but, they, but you also kind of don't mind. I will admit, even though I uh, was very. <laughs> Strongly <laughs> anti Japparal, okay? I don't even I know do. why. <laughs> Because I just felt like they were forcing issues, and I think I just have a fundamental. I don't like the constant push and pull from April. I felt like April had such high standards that she was always Mm -hmm. trying to get Jackson to meet. But then I also felt Jackson. Why you keep knocking on a door that don't open for you? So it always felt to me like these two were circling a drain that was never Mm going to like actually suck either of them down it. And so that's sort of is it even a pendulum swing? No, it's more of like. The spike on those, uh, one of those heart monitors that they have between Uh, the two of them was, I actually just don't even want to look at this anymore. I think there were such amazing things explored through their relationship, like the loss of their child was something Mm. big. I think just on television in general and the conflict. Uh, that they were having between their faith, April's faith and Jackson's lack Mm -hmm. thereof and the fact Mm -hmm. that it was the two of them that were negotiating that together and as you said, going on a whole journey of accepting Mm -hmm. each other because Jackson was relatively judgmental but so is april yeah and so it was that was really interesting to watch and to think about just even for myself but when i'm not engaging in the actual complex delicious content and i'm just looking at these two characters i can't (laughs) april your levels of energy do too much for me (laughs) jackson you're so annoyingly neutral but self-important and i can't like (laughs) i just like I did also have extreme feelings about them but I, will say I hear you that the way it's been wrapped up yes I for you you're assured that these two especially because they've now they've been co-parenting for so long these two have a solid foundation of friendship at this point right Trillion. of respect for one another right they need to do that in order to raise their child but also I'm really not anti the imagination that in Boston they get back together and they make a whole family again I can get on board with that
0: I can truly see it Whereas, and,
1: so I can get on board with them being together as a sort of a closing of a loop, which yeah. brings us to D, which is the closing of a loop I do not agree with. Izzy and Alex. Can I just say,
0: Porsche, just before we get there, just okay. when we talk about the closing of the loop with April and Jackson, and it will link to this Izzy and Alex issue we have, is okay. what I felt happened with April and Jackson and what I love about them both is they Jackson got to figure out, I think, from his relationship with April, the importance for himself of believing in something bigger than him, in doing work for something that is bigger than him, even in having some sort of relationship with God because of his relationship and the faith that April displayed. And he then got to get a deeper understanding of who April was and who he he was as well. And I think for April, all the loss and suffering that she went through, and then we saw her figuring out the mystery of life and that there's not just so many there's not just easy answers that you can just say this is what the bible says and that's the answer Mm -hmm. and just figuring out that life is big and mysterious and god is big and whatever the journey is is big and i think for her she got to deeper understanding of Mm -hmm. a jackson who didn't believe i mean she went through that crisis and i think it was this debt that they didn't have before which was a foundation that was was not romantic it was just yeah. they got to know themselves in a deeper way and they got to know each other in a deep deeper way and, and so yeah. when it closed off it was like no I get this 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 yeah. com- makes complete sense and it's life's messy and it's yeah. just and, and you sort go. of saw-
1: saw each of them incorporate, integrate, adopt the others' perspective Mm -hmm. because I think when we first meet them, well, mostly when they're first orbiting each other, I guess, for the journey they're about to take together, there's a sense that each of them thinks they have it figured out. And then at the end, there's that beautiful discussion they have about spirituality and he's sort of saying, I go to the woods. That's my thing. That's so different from you going to
0: your church to find that calm
1: and that peace and to, to figure it out. And they both accept that they are each figuring it out exactly
0: which is what I love and that was closed off in a way that made sense Izzy and (laughs) Alex on the other hand
1: (laughs) I think a lot of these problems that we've had you know you were just talking about what the hell happened with Izzy and George and Izzy's final season obviously there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that happens with actors and creators that bleeds into the story that we're presented with and onto the screen because this was a hot mess I mean... I still don't understand where uh, Alex... Karib. What's the actor's name?
0: Justin Chambers. Justin
1: Chambers? Why did he have to go so fast like that? No. no. Body like Body.
0: No. <laughs> just... It's just...
1: Okay, okay. Let's try Be Fair. Let's try... Let's... Just... <laughs> Okay. let's, let's try okay.
0: to be fair okay go from the beginning let's start their thing was that yeah. they did actually start as friends and izzy yeah. was sort of getting to know alex um and she was saying to all the interns hey he's not that bad he's really like cool because he was nice to her yeah and yeah. she was trying to explain to them like hey he's not terrible um yeah. and they were teasing her that no she likes him and yeah, then they yeah. went on the date That's and cool. it was a disaster and they tried and then he stepped with olivia and then they came back and they became friends again after the denny situation while he was while she yeah. was dating denny but and while she's after dating denny, alex is
1: busy he's all his jealousies coming out you know yeah Yeah, Yeah. and he's
0: realizing he missed out on a good thing.
1: He's realizing I'm a damn fool, exactly. And now he has to like help her grieve the love of her life, apparently.
0: Um, yeah, I know that you talk about that on another (laughs) time.
1: Hey, listeners, unpopular opinion, okay? (laughs) One Sam cb, and at the time, this is not an opinion that was later, okay. And I so have to say, so I I still person, hold it. But maybe there's more people who who might email and tell us differently. Who was super anti denny for some reason?
0: I still I still hold it. Watching it back, I again, just don't
1: understand what kind of heart you have. You know? Mm-mm. Uh, I will explain
0: myself <laughs> in the future. Okay. But right now,
1: I will. And okay. I will I will have a whole a whole. Yeah, thing. I understand. You have your dissertation. You've thought about.
0: This. <laughs> um. Alex being a really good friend to Izzy after Denny's thing, but then also Izzy was trying to be a really good friend to Alex after the whole Ava slash Rebecca situation. And she was really there for him. And I really loved that um, when they yeah. became proper friends. You know, you were seeing a really sensitive side of Alex, how he could really be with, with Izzy. And then when they eventually started dating again, I, I mean, I was over the moon. So I was really quite sad. I mean, I'd forgotten how Izzy left. Yeah, when she left in season six, I was devastated. Yeah. But also it it felt like at this stage, it's time for her to leave, especially for Alex. It felt like it's enough now. And when she, she came back again and she tried to win him back when she found out that he, you know, Meredith had called and said, he's moving on. And she came back and she was like, no, I, I can move. Um, I'll be in a different hospital, but I'll commute and we can make this work. And then he said, leave finally. It was, again, you think it's the end, and then after the, when it was the shooting, and he's dating Lexi, but he's now delirious, and he's been shot, and he's busy calling on Izzy, I genuinely was thinking, you know what, there could still be Endgame, Mm. so for me it was real, it was like there could still be Endgame, but then season and season and season go past, and there's no sign of Shonda wanting Katherine Heigl back ever. Yep. So when they finally...
1: But also, like, outside of that, season upon season upon season, Alex grows. Alex heals his he does. wounds. Alex he does. becomes a man. Alex is meets somebody. Like, and I... Joe really take it or leave it for me. True. Growing on me, but because of because of the way her character came in and it was part of like, the, did she come with the Mercy West people or at a different random time?
0: No. no she wasn't with the Mercy no.
1: Westers. Yeah. In the sense of, you know how Joe's character, it was, hey, here's a new intern. Not that important. And then, oh, maybe this is an important person. Ignore her forever. Now she's back. She's a super important person. Yes. <laughs> I, the evolution of her primary status on the show was up and down. Yeah. So I didn't really get into her character and now I'm like, oh, there's Joe, but I don't have those deep attachment feelings. Same. But one of the things that was that made her be like, okay, she can stay, is that her and Alex genuinely did develop this actual relationship before our eyes, where they negotiated all the darknesses and blah blah blah, you know, the drama is necessarily there because they have all this stuff in common in the background about, you know, difficult childhoods and whatnot. And so to me, what really made me angry about this, funnily enough, even though Joe is take or leave for me, is that, what? They re... You know, yes. you built... <laughs> to me, it's just the like, complete abandonment of Joe that really blew my mind. And as you said, for Izzy, when there's been no indication that Izzy's somewhere on the horizon, on top of that, you add this completely, to me, unhinged flourish. <laughs> that yes! She had his kids! i I on I, a I, farm I, in Kentucky. horse. Like, what are we... What are we talking about?
0: And she kept it a secret. Are you oh, telling me you're going back to that girl? I don't understand. I know. I...
1: And she would not have <laughs> kept it a secret, by the way. That's the other thing about Izzy.
0: Izzy was constantly she
1: bursting into anyway. But, yeah.
0: But I think, yeah, I think, look, we can go into deep discussion about this at some other stage. But I think the way they left it, it felt like... They're not even really friends. Like, they would not, yeah. they don't hate each other. Yeah. But they're not really friends. But no. while they were on together, yeah. I really enjoyed their friendship. I And I also really enjoyed them romantically.
1: Yeah. I will say, these two were definitely heavier. Like, very, very much top heavy on the lover's side than the friend side. That was always true. True,
0: true. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings
1: us to two people who basically score zero as friends and as lovers. No matter Amen. what they try to convince us today. Okay? Owen and Teddy. Let's talk about it.
0: Or give me strength. <laughs> Can I, you know, okay, I'm going to just be out Yeah, telling you why I really think I don't get this Owen Teddy friendship slash ro- romance thing yeah. when Teddy first came we you know we understand that Owen knows her and she they were at war together fine and then and then you realize oh no they were really good friends yeah. then you see Teddy saying to him when he's doing she realizes that Owen's dating Christina that oh I thought when you came back you'd call me and you're like, oh wait, there was a more than friends element to this relationship that they have. But at this, uh-huh. but you're watching it through the lens of Owen is with Christina, uh-huh. and Owen has brought Teddy as Christina's cardio guard. Okay, let's just uh-huh. put yeah, that without mentioning there.
1: it. Okay, but also let's also remember while we're still on the Owen is toxic train, you remember he had a fiance that he never called Beth that Beth, exactly, that Christina just met in the hospital because the yes! dad was sick. And then Owen yes! just like con- constantly just walks away from the issue. <laughs> this is the main conceit. Like, well, okay, we're going to go back to the and teddy dynamic. But the most annoying justification, quote unquote, I'm using my finger bunnies, for Owen's behavior is they're always just like, but look, he has deep feelings. His feelings are so big, you know, and deep trauma, and and just so deep. And he went to war, you know, and yes, so he, we but must but feel but very it's sorry not even that connected because it's not even as if his. They did do the the PTSD thing, you know, when he choked Christina. They did do that, but it's not as if his combat years and that and all that keeps coming back. His main thing is his missing sister and the fact that he literally can never decide which woman he wants to be with. Exactly. Is it Beth? Is it Teddy? Is it Christina? You know. Is it
0: Amelia? Is
1: it that random woman he's date with? When he cheated, do we remember? Yes. Anyway. And this
0: well, is why I'm like, I don't think Owen and Teddy are, you know, we, we're supposed to believe that they, they're these great friends. Yeah. But I just feel like Teddy was always trying to be his friend. And there was a time even Owen yeah. didn't want to be, be her friend at all because he felt like he was cheating on Christina. What does that even mean? Why would being well, <laughs> friends with me mean that? Are you saying you know what's interesting. I would really
1: love to know, like, on the, on the writing team, who is in charge of Owen's character development, how they are thinking about him. Because I also... They, they have the... So there's that episode where, where Meredith imagines what her life would have been. You see Ellis' is head of the hospital. She's married to Weber. Meredith calls him dad. And then Callie has children with Owen, which is... Completely <laughs> what this show actually? Wow, we've given you so much time, and sometimes you give us very little. Grey's Anatomy.
0: <laughs> sometimes, you, <laughs> sometimes you spit in our face. Sometimes
1: you spit in our face, and then there's this throwaway line, right, where you're supposed to buy into the fact that like Owen and Callie have kids. Which ew, why would you put my <laughs> Callie with Owen? But anyway, she's talking to Addison, and Addison is pregnant with shepherd's baby in the episode as well so they're like trading baby stories and so they're saying how is owen doing because at the time in real life not in this fantasy world his ptsd stuff i believe was still in the Mm storyline so callie's like oh yeah he's doing better you know we've moved on from the incident whatever that is and then she says he's connecting he's talking to a lot of his old army buddies um this one friend teddy seems to be really helping him through it and of course (laughs) as the viewer you know teddy is a woman Mm -hmm. but um it's but you can see that his wife who is Callie clearly at the time is still thinking Teddy must be a guy so Mm -hmm. again Owen you're a liar every day every morning even in fantasies but you think exactly (laughs) (laughs) but you think that you're not you keep thinking that you're helping and not hurting people's feelings but you're hurting everyone with your deceit completely and I
0: think he deceived himself for so long what I don't Quite by is this Owen and Teddy romance part of their relationship, and, and I can't I'll tell how you why I've tried to
1: solve it this season, just like now they're happy, like he's just, just realized he, it today, you know. All
0: of this, all of this, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you yeah. why is because even when she first came, you felt like she loves him more. Then yeah. He loves her. He's fighting whatever his feelings are for her, or whatever, but it didn't feel like he was in love with Teddy. And then when yeah. he then started dating Amelia, it didn't feel like he was pining for Teddy. Or when she was dating, um, when she married Henry, it didn't feel yeah. like, you know, it was never like that. Um, the only time it felt like he kind of maybe is maybe feeling something other than platonic friendship with her is when she was dating Mark. But other than that, I just never, I'm, I'm just not at a place where I buy that he's really fully in love with her. And I also wish that they would have written teddy fully over owen because of all yeah. the i still think any teddy and anyone but owen is a better relationship than i teddy if owen. there is
1: one writer or one team of writers that are in charge of owen and teddy i feel as though they don't like them do you know what i mean they hate them they, well, for sure they hate teddy right because <laughs> they any, every for single sure time, teddy. they give her someone who is actually kind of nice they like tear it apart Remember Henry, he had to be sick and die. Remember um The, the trauma therapist? counselor. what a good choice. She should have just gone go to Jeremy. Should have lived with him. Stay. Jeremy <laughs> should have stayed with him. And in fact, Kurassic was a great match. Was I don't wonderful. understand this. I am just tied I don't know. There is a lot of toxic thing you know, Grey's, for its part does depict certain things that are good lessons and probably things that we should consider and then it definitely depicts some dynamics that I just, no, it's not romantic. At this point, this is a very, very toxic relationship between these two. And I don't know what we're
0: doing here, you know? I agree. And I feel like it's just so that we can be, they can sell this, you know, best friends to lovers sort of trope that yeah, that's with true. other people, I get it, but not, I mean, if, if let's say for instance, Mark and Callie in some alternative universe ended up together, yeah. I would buy it. Yeah, I would buy it because you know that they they deeply love each other. Yeah, um, outside of even the romance, but like they deeply love each other and they have that chemistry that long term will be together forever. Chemistry, yeah. and then they also have that hot, fiery, steamy, passionate energy. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. Owen and Teddy. Uh, it's it's not the other
1: thing too with owen again i would l- just love to read the character breakdown because people write this stuff right you know for how would they describe owen who is this guy do they think he's fundamentally good fundament because he's also been extraordinarily cruel to each of the women he's been with at different absolutely boys, but like extraordinarily cruel holding the baby thing over christina the way he spoke to Teddy and also just, uh, you know, abandon the wedding. Granted, it's not fun to hear your wife, your fiancé cheating on you, like on the intercom while you're (laughs) doing social Like, that's also not (laughs) a normal thing to happen. But he speaks to to the women that he supposedly loves so cruelly, expends this outsized amount of righteous rage. I think I need to emphasize righteous there. And then later, like, then he suddenly says to Teddy... You've always been there for me, you know? Yes. And I realize it now. You were really just trying to tell me about Alison. And I'm the one who wouldn't listen. And you know what? I'm open now. Come give me a hug. And I'm honestly a- like, I want you to be on that pole that those two people from the train were alone and think about your wife. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, uh, it's very strange it's I, just very I, strange i just
1: don't know who's in charge and how they feel about it
0: the problem i think with this friendship for me is more owen than it is owen and teddy you know it, actually it's the whole thing i think they both deserve better than each other to be yeah. very to be quite frank i i think i yeah i think they both, I, yeah, deserve I think better. both
1: they've run out everything that they could get from one another
0: Agree. i think they've yeah exactly they've expended everything and there's nothing left and at this stage the idea that they are now going to be happy family it's like cool cool i would have preferred if they just decided friends forever and that i would have believed but i mean look maybe they'll sell it to us season 18 i
1: mean lord knows they continue to sell their wares
0: they continue they
1: they they really do yeah and and you will be here listening and having feelings about it. we will be
0: here and we'll let you know what we think about it
1: exactly so let's move on and uh we're going to discuss the mentorship friendship these
0: are
1: nice and mellow this is a sweet these are nice and mellow i like this these are and they're not
0: um contentious
1: yes exactly
0: and what I also like about these um, friendships is they're not, there's no weird vibes. Yeah. It's just really good, except for the first ones, the the first pair. But otherwise, everyone else is like, these are just people we're learning from each other. Uh,
1: yeah, except for the first one, which has a couple of, of, of complex threads. So the first one we, we're going to talk about are Meredith and Richard. I think it's pretty obvious how that's a mentorship relationship. He's the head of surgery. He's the head of the intern program. Later, he Mm -hmm. becomes the head of the residence, right? When he gets demoted for drinking. And of course, the complex part is the fact that he's basically married as pseudo
0: dad and he slept with her mom and it broke up her mom's marriage <laughs> and,
1: and <it> literally <gasps> caused every single like childhood developmental pro- problem that she has but she's never had they've never had a conflicted have they am i getting this wrong
0: they have i remember uh, when did she um... have
1: super bad feelings towards him
0: she She did yeah
1: she did
0: she did and it was stuff you know it's that it's that thing of where you haven't really confronted yourself and you haven't really you're not as self-aware as you want to be yeah and you're still dealing with a lot of your own stuff and it was that sort of thing with Meredith where she had blamed Richard for um her mom's not being able to raise her properly and right. for her mom not being able to move on from that relationship yeah. um, which is really her mom's issue it's really ellis's fault yeah. that ellis didn't know how to be a mom and yeah. be a fully formed human being without richard that is ellis's own issue and yeah. i remember that it was really fraught meredith was uh, going to get married they were planning uh, yeah. the big wedding that yeah. eventually happened with Izzy and Alex. But when Izzy was still planning the wedding, and she decided that Richard's not allowed to come, I don't care that you and was saying to Derek, I don't care that you and Richard are friends now, yeah. he's not allowed at the wedding. It was a really fraught you know, situation. Eventually, she got over it. And then, of course, there was a the time when she was hiding that Richard had started drinking again. Mm. And she was hiding it from Derek, and then yeah. you know, and that's how Derek became chief eventually. So okay. there, you know, there's been so many highs and lows in their relationship, and they've been each other's secret keepers. And then yeah. um, there is that father daughter sort of relationship. And I mean, you or you've also spoken about at the shooting, yeah. And Marylou oh. talks tells the guy uh, that you know Richard's, you know, for with Richard, like, yeah. He's, He's the the, she's the closest to, thing, yeah to a father, and she's the closest yeah. thing he has to he a daughter, daughter and yeah. obviously, this is all before Maggie comes. but yeah. yeah, they've got that um relationship. we' also see it come through that depth of relationship where she gives her medical decisions over to Richard um in right. season well, yeah, it, I think
1: there's also you know when her sisters enter her life, I think it's there's a there's a thing that happens where she lets go a little bit of the blame she has towards Richard because she sees... Mm. So when uh, Lexi arrives in the picture, she realizes, oh, I'm mad at a Thatcher. Yeah. And she goes and she tries her best to fix that and eventually figures it out. And so she, a lot of the stuff she was putting on Richard, she manages to release over time. I mean, they are fully allied. They are each other's as teammates um, at this yeah. point. I mean, she compromised the clinical trial to try and help Adele. Yeah, Yeah,
0: and that was also based. I mean, like we talk about that mentorship. Remember um, when he was drinking, he was really—he was mentoring
1: a couple of times for Richard.
0: For Richard, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is something I'm really glad they came out of the murky stuff and came into what they are now. And it's it's now that thing where it's like even more than mentorship and more than just friendship, they're family, like truly, truly family. For sure. For sure yeah
1: and then we move on to another really cute one Arizona and Alex for Pigs.
0: yay (laughs) team I mean for me Alex really endears me to Arizona oh yeah take that (laughs) as you want
1: (laughs) I I believe that April is to me what Arizona is to you (laughs) yeah
0: I think we both probably have the same level of affection for Alex. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. I really just loved Arizona taking Alex on and truly believing in him and pushing him to be the best he could and to go for Pete's and showing him that it is hardcore. It's like the, it's a difficult, it's a niche. Difficult specialty, and really taking him under her wing. And she's—I mean, when she comes, you figure out that she's the best of the best. Uh, and she, you know, she wins that grant to go to Africa and all of that. Like, mm. they had this really great friendship, mentorship relationship that I—I I mean, I loved, I loved watching.
1: Yeah, I like that they showed you all the sort of um, what do you call them? Like, bu- the, I'm going to say building blocks of his sort of flourishing impedes because Mm. she notices that he's good with kids and that he cares, you know, even if he gives you the air of whatever, I'm a tough, what did, what did Bailey say one time, like when she was trying to get him to go and ask for something and she was like, you bring that, I was raised up back with the trash cans. (laughs) So he gives his great big trash can vibes, you know? But um she, knows, she you see her like spot it and then encourage him and then give him ideas mm. and and tell him, you know, the same way that Preston had told George, You're my guy. Yes. Arizona is basically like, You're my guy. They lean on each other, even for their personal lives. Like, they didn't do it too much. But I, this was, this has, this is a beautiful mentorship friendship yes. that they have. And
0: she and took over from, um, Addison in that role oh, with Alex.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, that's true. Because he was going with, oh, I love also how Alex, These A's, the Arizona Alex Addison. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty similar to the next one even though this one is like has a lot more humor in it which is Jackson and Mark. Uh, plastics plastics posse. <laughs> oh my god we are super fans and we have them. I feel that you know that there's a lot of people like to Grey's Anatomy shame you know people who watch yes. Grey's Anatomy still because I used to watch that show it's so bad blah 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 but even also me when I'm like wow I wonder if I apply this level of dedication and devotion <laughs> I
0: know. To, like, other parts of my life. (laughs) This is how you know, like, you're not a commitment-phobe. Like, we (laughs) are on. That's hilarious. (laughs) Through the highs and lows. Yes.
1: But Jackson and Mark, also a great grouping. Love it. Love it. What
0: is not to like? Oh, they just... I also love these characters. So, them together, just... Again, that thing of Mark showing Jackson that this thing is like, it's pretty hardcore. It's yeah. really delicate. It's really, it's high stakes. And yeah. it's really cool. Um, yeah. And of course, you know, that comedic Plastics Posse thing that yeah. Jackson hated, but of course, eventually loved. Um, exactly. And then they also had that really good friendship because yeah. of that mentorship thing.
1: And that's one thing I always will appreciate about, because I think, Obviously, yes, Mark is funny, and I use humor as a coke mechanism, um, but I like he doesn't take remember when they were trying to be chief. I think I spoke about this last week,, yes. and everybody thought that like. Mark was a joke, you know? Yes. I mean? And I like that he's like, No, I just carry myself with lightness, you know, but the the gig that I do, I don't come to play. And actually I'm pretty a boss. Also was very much like, oh, am I gonna get mentored by this joke of a man? You know what I mean? Yes. And he's like, No, 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 no. Like let me show you exactly that like, this is quite this a This is like a real game.
0: specialty. Yes, yeah,
1: exactly. So um I, I just love them. And it's one of the times when I, I, I do not begrudge the sort of it's a it's a trope. It's a stereotype, and all these sort of medical shows, firefighter shows. Da, da, da. Obviously, everybody wants to see beautiful people on television, right? So mm-hmm. it was yeah. a little bit much, you know. That it hot was <laughs> hot Jackson are like the plastic yeah. surgeons. I was like, I don't know if this is where I want to go, but I'm for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same.
0: I think for me, also one of the pivotal moments in the you know friendship was. The most depressing episode for me when um Mark has the surge after the plane crash, Uh, and he tells Jackson um you know when you love someone you you tell them, them. and it will always stick with me because Jackson took the advice and I and I for me it was just one of those things where it's like your when your when your guide tells you when your mentor tells you this yeah um you do it and and I yeah it's yeah love love I know
1: okay we're gonna have a brief moment of redemption. Okay. Yes. A brief moment of redemption for <sighs> Owen, <Hansen. laughs> because he was a good, an encouraging mentor to April Kepner.
0: He was, and and for what it's worth, he's a brilliant doctor. He's a brilliant surgeon. Let's yeah. let's just put that out. There's a positive. Yeah, he's a great hey.
1: ER trauma man, and he he's helped great. April to see that she was also gifted in that because everybody in the in the in the cohort, in April's cohort, when she was busy making lists to try and make triage better and streamline what's going on in the er and generally in the hospital everyone was like "Ugh, nerd but (laughs) but owen really was like no you can do this
0: don't throw away your skill and he and he saw it in her first um remember they had that the it was the trauma certification they had to do and he took out the dummies and they had to save they were in the teams and had to save the dummies and he's like the helicopters coming And she was so extra. And then he said to Christina that, you know, April's a, she's a real trauma surgeon. You'd never see it um, by looking at her. But that, that girl is a real, you know, trauma surgeon. And he he really took her under his wing and he really, you know, he, he, he helped her get to where she, you know, eventually landed up.
1: That was one of the, I will say that up until that episode, every time April came on screen, I was a little bit like, oh, here we go with the high pitch and a lot of energy. But when she won that challenge through the rain and she did everything she could, I was very proud. I was very much like, you know what? April's great. (laughs) She's great. I'm so glad. (laughs) Yeah. And then another one that you, I think you don't like care, and not that you don't care for. But you don't remember as much? Yeah, I don't
0: remember it, it as much, yeah.
1: As much is uh, when Christina is Christina and Dr. Thomas, who was the old man doctor in Minnesota. Remember when she left uh, Seattle? I believe it was yes. after the shooting. Because she... Was it after the shooting or the plane crash? Yeah,
0: so it's yeah. after the plane crash. It's definitely after it's, the plane yeah, crash. Yeah, it's
1: after the plane crash. And she decides to get away from Seattle for a bit. And she just is this old, fuddy duddy man who talks so slowly and really annoys me and keeps wanting to talk to me. And I'm here for peace and quiet <laughs> and just to do my job. And I hate the cold, but here I am dealing with it. And they develop this really lovely um, friendship. And she, yeah. he he helps her deal, And she also learns yeah. to appreciate what he does. Because, you know, she was very judgmental. Remember even when she wanted to get the older surgeon who made a mistake in a surgery fired and she kept calling her a dinosaur who won't like yes. use a laparoscope but anyway yes. that's a specific example but Christina is super judgmental and she was always like everybody's super behind and not you yes. know not focused so she was really pretty ageist let's say <laughs> I was about to say pretty ageist as well <laughs> just ageist you know and uh I just thought that it was it was like a three episode arc nothing yeah. huge but it was very soft which is a nice which was always the space I think they, they like to take Christina in. Like, she's hyper spiky, yes. you know, and very intense. And then when she's vulnerable and she's letting her guard down and she needs some kind of soothing, they'll bring in something to to, like, usher that in. Stuffing. And I really... Anyway, you know me, anything with like super old people or super young people, I'm already in tears. I already support it. I just really liked this mentorship. It was brief. It was mostly a guest appearance, but Dr. Thomas, I stand you.
0: um can we just do another brief one, which was the Arizona and Dr. Herman one because that was yes. also quite brief.
1: and emotional, my gosh.
0: And, and and emotional, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was the Gina Davis character. Um. Yeah, and shout
1: out to Supreme uh, Hollywood trying to end sexism and create equality in the entire industry. Queen Gina Davis. So. Yes. Great actor, but we also... Stan. Does, we stan. We super
0: stab. <laughs> yeah. We stan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does big work outside of being a guest star at Grey's Anatomy a couple of years ago. And I also liked about... What I liked about this was, you know, Arizona already is, you know, a titan in her field, but yeah. is now going to go be a super specialist. Yes. Um, and do, like, these, like, really complicated things that only very few people do and to have dr herman who is just i mean she was a fantastic character i mean it was short-lived but she was really great and enjoyable and to see her mentoring arizona again someone that endeared me (laughs) to arizona which is apparently something you need (laughs) i needed it um and i i just really enjoyed watching that um, dynamic. And of course, when she comes back and she's got the tumor and it's that heartbreaking thing. But of course, we, we thankfully it, it ended okay. And I mean and I mean you know, you you get that real sense of she needs to pass these skills down to Arizona because it's coming to an end for her, you know. And just that like I'm you know, I'm passing the baton to you. It's like a real gift, I think, if you're a mentee. That's the word, you know. Like, the these are very super special skills, and you're the person I've chosen. And I think Arizona really grew, and yeah, I think it was a great part um, of the story for Arizona as well.
1: And yeah, Yeah. Arizona got to be not just uptight. She was very emotional in in these couple episodes when she couldn't help her mentor the way she wanted to. It was really that. That was another good arc. Yes shout out yeah. to guest mentors bring them back <laughs> bring them back <laughs> <laughs> and then uh our the pen ultimate yeah pen ultimate in the og level it it was short-lived because of the obvious drama that occurred yes. um, so we're gonna super focus not on the actors okay yeah on, okay on their characters Preston <laughs> Burke and George O'Malley when he was uh well so he he showed his uh sort of chops when he became elevator and the heart guy was it heart in the elevator guy is that what they called him
0: yeah he was the yeah, yeah yes ele- ele- elevator guy yeah
1: yeah Heart no Okay, doesn't matter. You know that yeah. George did something hearts, with heart in he the heart in the elevator. Yes, yeah. When it was stuck. It was a great big season one episode. And from then on, Cardio God Preston was like, oh, O'Malley, okay. I see you, let's go.
0: Isn't he the one that he picked for the first... Uh, it was the the... the appendectomy wasn't it yes Preston yes. That picked George yeah um and even then that was before the elevator um where he was like mm-hmm. no I, you know he saw something in George and they just had a really great relationship and then they became real friends remember when George was sleeping oh my God um, was staying with on Preston. Preston's couch <laughs>
1: Yeah, and he also started jogging. Yeah, it was all like me and and and, and uh, I believe Christina was so annoyed. Or was it yes. Or everybody was annoyed? I don't remember. It was
0: Christina. But yeah,
1: it was Christina. But that was a nice early mentorship. I like that it was unexpected because you know George was the prototypical underdog, of course. So that was really nice. And then, of course, yeah. finally, we have Bailey and the Chief. Oh, that is oh. the I uh, I want to say central mentorship, friendship that exists at, yeah. at the heart of the show. And in many ways, they are the beating hearts of the show. You know, the elders, the Truly. wisdom givers. And- it's awesome.
0: And they've been there from the start. Um Yeah, yeah. They are I mean, OG it's just... It's just them and Meredith, you know, who, who's been there from the very yeah. beginning. And what you see there with Bailey... I mean, Bailey and Meredith also have that Meredith... Uh, sorry, uh, Bailey and Meredith also have that mentorship relationship, which we haven't really spoken about, but they, they it's a truly deep one. But you see how from the beginning Richard had chosen Bailey and this was his pick this is who he's going to mentor to become the next him and Mm -hmm. you see it throughout the 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 journey of how when he didn't pick her to be chief resident and he says to her it's because you I want you to be operating and not to be doing all this admin stuff to like really become the next me and be a chief of yes. surgery and not just yeah. chief of admin, so to speak. And just her. I meeting mean, him.
1: my, yeah. And, and one of my favorite things, too, about, sorry to interrupt you there, but I think this is sort of what you're getting to, is that their mentorship friendship, it's not one way and it's not uncomplicated. Yeah. Bailey constantly calls him out when he is yes. mentoring in a selfish way. Yeah. Because even and making then, decisions she was for like, her. excuse me, I deserve to be chief resident you know like that's what i have been working towards when she was applying to be in peds remember she almost moved uh, yes. To like do something, and he was very immature
0: about it. <laughs> and he wouldn't write a <laughs> reference letter. And he wouldn't
1: write her recommendation. That was nice. It was perfunctory. And she was like, I can't
0: yes. do this. And he just like, he was so upset that like she would leave general surgery, what he's been training her to do and mentoring her to do all this time. Exactly. And then the funny one was where uh, a doll came and accused Bailey of having an affair with the chief because <laughs> he wasn't coming home and she knew everything. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. And even uh, when
1: Meredith was, uh, I was about to say disbarred, uh, but doctors don't get disbarred. What is it? Just having her license revoked and they would yes. doing the trial and Bailey was rightfully angry yes, for always sort of covering for her
0: yeah and then of course I mean she then becomes chief Eventually, of surgery yeah and she then she her you know well. gives him gives him a
1: role as well they meet each other professionally in really admirable ways but also mm. personally you know he helped her yeah remember when she didn't want to admit she was pregnant Yeah, like she's had a number of issues that he has been there for from his very human part but even as her boss and even as she became her boss she didn't let the awkward the potential awkwardness of it get in the way exactly so
0: and i think they really you know she helped him grow a lot as a leader yeah. as well which was great to see you know like you say she called him out on a lot of things and and he you know saw a lot of things that he needed to to see um, through her so yeah one of the best and that's it i do have a quote Okay. We can let's close with. It. This is one of those Christina quotes and actually about Meredith. And um, oh. just to close this friendship series when she says, She's my person. If I murdered someone, she's the person I'd call to help me drag the corpse across the living room floor. She's my person. <laughs>
1: Yay. And that's that. That's that. Uh, see you all next time. Let's let's just surprise you with what we're talking about. We won't pre announce it this week. You'll find out. You'll find out. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0: If you want to support the show and help other people find us, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts.
1: Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at
0: assumeitwillbebrilliantpod. And if you have any queries, questions, or comments, please email us at assumeitwillbebrilliant at gmail.com. And
1: remember, step out into the unknown, assuming it will be brilliant.